0: Hi and welcome to Hair with Claire. I'm your host Claire Devereux I'm a trichologist, a stylist and founder of Hair Health Essentials. Join me every week with my guests where we talk about big hair, short hair, loud hair, quiet hair, shedding hair, wedding hair, everything in between the nasty and the good and where you can find out how to have a good hair day every day. We're going to unlock the secrets to healthy locks. Welcome to Hair with Claire. I am your host, Claire Devereaux, and I have another fabulous guest for you all this week. Her name is Charlotte Hunter, and she is a nutritionist, but not any kind of nutritionist. She's a nutritionist who specializes in helping women going through perimenopause and menopause. And she's joining me all the way from Surrey in England today. Charlotte, thank you so much for coming on my podcast.
1: Hi, thanks for inviting me.
0: Oh, it was wonderful to have you here. What's the weather like over in the UK today? Is it, is it sunny? it's
1: I mean I've got a lovely view at my window but it's just all misty so I can't really see very far.
0: Misty. Misty.
1: Yeah misty yeah <laughs> I mean you know what mist, mist does to you when you've got curly hair as well.
0: Mine's already doing all this today and you've curly hair like I do although mine is probably not as curly as yours but it's pretty curly and yeah the humidity just it kills it I, I'm, I'm like fuzzball so you know it's not <laughs> Great for us curly girls. Um, but no. first of all, tell me about you. Tell me a little bit about your background and how you became a nutritionist.
1: So I've been a nutritionist um, for about 13 years. And I really got into nutrition, like I suppose for a few reasons, but like most nutritionists, you've got your own sort of baggage or health baggage. And you think, you know, you kind of, you know, turn to nutrition to see if that can help you. So I think there's probably an element of that. But also, you know, even when I was at school, I'd always been interested in nutrition, um, but just went down a completely different path. Um, I studied history, museum studies, worked in museums, had a brilliant career, um, and then just decided to change it all 13 years ago. Um, and I was really lucky. I, I started working in um, a chiropractic clinic, also in Surrey. Um, And I just had a a full clinic of of people Um, and it was everything from children to um, older people. And I was really lucky to just get lots of experience working for lots of different people. And then over the years, I think, you know, as your life changes, your interest in different areas change. And, you know, as as my hormones started going a bit wonky and a bit wrong in my 40s, um, I started to notice that a lot of my clients were also going through the same thing and really what got me into the menopause nutrition was going through a hysterectomy when I was 44. Oh wow. So that was four years ago and I've really just concentrated on menopause ever since and I don't really work with anyone um, now if, if they're not going through menopause you know it's exclusively working in that area which has been absolutely brilliant.
0: Wow. Okay. So that's what your, that's what your background is in that. I was wondering why you decided to focus on that. And, and now I know why. So that must have been quite traumatic actually going through hysterectomy. So young. yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it was, but you know, people say it's funny, you know, cause I get two views on it. You know, people will say, you know, wow, that must have been really traumatic. And then other people say, go, you, you you know, you took the easy way out. You didn't have a really bad perimenopause, which is an outrageous thing to say. Um, I, But you know, at the time, I didn't think of it like that because I was really unwell. I had endometriosis, PCOS, adenomyosis, uh, pretty much everything except fibroids. That's probably an easier way of, of putting it. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, a hysterectomy was just one great big relief. Yeah. You know, as soon as I woke up from the surgery, I thought, oh my goodness, that was just the best thing I could have done, and yeah. I just felt better straight away. I mean, I know it's been there've been ups and downs. And um, sorry, that's my printer deciding to suddenly talk to me.
0: Wow. <laughs> well, I have yeah. Well, I suffer from endometriosis os- 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 as well, so it's been so I totally understand. Um, that it's probably it's probably been a massive relief because you know I'm not going to lie, it hasn't crossed my mind every now and then that it would be easier sometimes. But did it put you straight into menopause? It when did you- yeah. it yeah. Did. But, and what was that like? Done. Body going from that to that. What was, what yeah. was that? So I think
1: um, psychologically, I just felt so much better because I wasn't in pain, discomfort, constantly worrying and stressing about my horrid cycles. But then physically, yeah, I mean, it hit me like a train. And I remember, I mean, I I was given HRT. I got started quite quickly. But I remember in those first couple of weeks, um, I just felt like my, my knees, joints were, you know, made of glass you know just so painful and crazy crazy hot flushes so people would come around to see me and I say you can come visit but I'm in a dressing gown and a vest and I may remove the dressing gown at any given moment without warning (laughs) so so just (laughs) beware it won't be pretty and um yeah it it took a while I think it's probably taken me you know three years yeah to nail my HRT and nail the supplements that I take and how I care for myself um and it's it's not a quick fix and you know sometimes I think because you know we're at the mercy of our hormones and they're changing from you know minute to minute hour to hour you know day to day month to month you know everything happens you know when it's down to hormones um that you know I, I have good days and bad days you know it's I think that's you know menopause for everyone and that's life for everyone isn't it it's not just I menopause think-
0: I think it's life for everyone and as someone who has suffered with endometriosis I really find that um I think it's your diet does definitely help and I think your lifestyle helps because I think exercise helps and um I think stress levels can be that can make it even worse to be honest with you but I think it's yeah. did you find that you looked at your diet a lot more when you were going through those bad cycles before you had your hysterectomy or did you
1: so
0: right I mean I I think
1: doing what I do, you know, being a nutritionist, I think you sort of, you've always got food on your radar anyway. Yes. Um, and I think, you know, I think certainly when you first start studying nutrition, you, you pretty much try every crazy diet out there, or you suddenly decide you need to exclude all of these foods or try all these supplements. And, you know, and it's, you're just constantly sort of on a, this treadmill, I guess. Um, but I think the longer you're in practice, you, you work out quite quickly what works for you and what supports you and what you need to take and what you should avoid. Um, And I think that's that's just a natural learning curve, I think, of being a nutritionist, but also being a, a woman who's going through the different stages of her life as well.
0: Yeah, well, I see as a trichologist, I see a lot of women, obviously, going through perimenopause and menopause and suffering with hair loss and dry hair and also an awful lot of women and young girls as well who diet like these yo-yo diets crazy diets so mm-hmm. they've gone on some crazy diet or they're training for something and then six months later all the hair is coming out because the diets are just so extreme and their body never really gets a chance to kind of get back on top of that so how, what do you I mean Going through every age, really, I know you, you focus mostly on, on menopause now. You That's mm-hmm. what you focus on. But, I mean, what would you say to most women, even when they're in, like, those teens and in their 20s? What do they need to be looking at? What do they need to be doing and, and, and be aware of in their diet?
1: Mm, I think there's probably two big areas. And that's the first one is relating to your blood sugar. Right. So, you know, keeping the sugars down. Honestly, it will make such a difference to... Your cycles now but also in the future and even if you're way past menopause you know you really need to focus on the amount of sugar that you're eating because we naturally become worse at handling our sugars you know we we don't hear the signals from our insulin you know we don't hear you know we, we're not able to access that um you know those carbohydrates in the same way we just you know we're just not as efficient i guess that's the best way of putting it so sugar is a massive one um the other one is, um, I suppose it's related to sugar. is just stop snacking. Okay, we don't need to snack. Human beings don't need to snack. You know, we should be eating three meals a day, but three proper meals. Okay, you know, and, and if, you know, if I think back to my parents and grandparents, I mean, they didn't, they didn't snack. You know, they'd have breakfast, they'd lunch, they'd have dinner. That's it. You know, occasionally they might have supper if they were, you know, having a, a cup of tea later in the evening or or whatever they might be doing. Um, but there was just none of this snacking I think that's the biggest issue we have and it's really unpopular thing to say because you know you you know we all like going out for coffees and having you know cakes and flapjacks yeah. or smoothies or even healthy stuff you know you look at you know like little peanut butter balls with various things mixed into them you know that might be a healthy food but snacking on it isn't it isn't great you know you're better off having your meal having your protein balls or whatever you're having with your meal or your bar of chocolate with your meal but even if you do absolutely nothing else to your diet and you simply eat three meals a day you'll notice big differences to how you can manage your blood sugar your energy and you'll just feel better Um, it's not very popular I think to say like I said You know, and,
0: but, it, but it being healthy is difficult in a lot of ways for a lot of people, and yeah. it really is, you know, I suppose, how you start off with, with your habits when you're younger. I think is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I see that you're a fan of a cooked breakfast, I, you don't like porridge, I saw <laughs> that on your Instagram. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't like up. porridge either, I, I don't like it. My daughter loves it. my little girl loves it, but I, I don't like it. I even the, the look of it, I don't like So, you yeah. like breakfast. So, run me through what you think most women should be eating, definitely when they're going through perimenopause, menopause, because you're focused on that area, what do you think women should be having as a diet? What would be a normal day for you? So
1: This morning, yeah. I had, um, had some rye toast okay. with just, you know, that really skinny stuff that you get. I can't, can't remember what it's called. Um, my kids hate it. Um, just a slice of that with some avocado, a couple of scrambled eggs, I had an apple and I had a cup of robust tea.
0: Very good. Okay. And that's it. And that will
1: that will keep me going through to lunchtime. Um, right. I'm not saying never eat porridge. Um,
0: oh, you just don't like it. I don't like it. I do. I, so it's, yeah, yeah, I just think, I think
1: there's better things you can eat because people say to me, yeah, but I've got my porridge and I have my soy milk and I have my coconut yogurt and nuts and seeds and I have my protein powders and blah, 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 blah. I was like, yeah, but it's still porridge. It's still <laughs> a massive great loads of stodgy carbohydrates that your poor body has got to work its way through.
0: Okay. Okay. Just,
1: you know, you're likely to have that that you know that insulin peak and that glucose peak. Um, yeah. but actually, you know, and sometimes I think people get a bit bit misled with the porridge thing because think, yeah, well, I wear my continuous glucose monitor and it doesn't shift my glucose at all. Um, it keeps me going. I feel fabulous. Well, you might feel fabulous because you're on a great big sugar high from your (laughs) porridge, but you don't see on those glucose monitors how much insulin you have to pump out to get those carbohydrates, you know, out of your system.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Um, that's a great look now. What about fruit in the morning? A lot of people like to have berries and like natural yogurt. Do you like that as a breakfast?
1: I think you can. um, And I think with things like yogurt, you've got to make sure you're eating enough of it because people Oh. oh yeah, I have yogurt and berries. I have yogurt and berries. Right. Um, and I, you know, I might have some um, goat's yoghurt because it's really thick and fatty and creamy and lovely. Okay. But, you know, you have to have like half a tub. You know, the 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 normal yeah. size, the, the big cartons. You know, a couple of spoons isn't going to cut it. You're not going to get much protein from that. You're not going to okay. get a lot of fat or, or, or anything. So you need to have like half a tub of that yoghurt with your berries. Oh. Um and that's going to keep you
0: doing it all wrong charlotte we're doing it all wrong <laughs> so that's why i have you on to tell us what we're doing wrong so what about um lunchtime what would you and do you also do you eat regularly do you regular time I do. yes
1: okay. oh. so try so i have i leave five hours between meals
0: okay okay
1: so i i've got a i, I do a, a program with my clients um it's, it's a one-to-one thing hopefully going to be a group thing at some point but part of that is to space out your meals and leave five hours between each meal because that is you know the, the perfect amount of time for your your body to reset recalibrate and get ready for the next meal it's quite difficult to adjust to because you know we're so used to snacking um and people say oh no i need to eat little and often Maybe no, don't that's the worst thing you can do for your body you know we're, we're just you know we're much better if we have a, a proper size meal. Okay, well, so, that, makes,
0: that makes sense. So lunchtime for you then is like, what, one o'clock or something?
1: So, yeah, so I'll have breakfast about half seven. So about like half twelve to one I'll have lunch. And then my dinner, I'll eat the same time as my kids. So um, sometime between five and six.
0: Okay. Um, what is lunch normally for you then? What What do you normally have for lunch?
1: So... Today, I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm going to have today. I've got chicken breast. I've got um, a salad. Um, I've got a big pile of sauerkraut going in there. Um, olive oil. I love sauerkraut.
0: Oh no, I know. Oh no. Oh. I know it's really good for you because it's really You've good. Got to get on board with the sauerkraut, health, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, it's just the look of it I don't like th- and the name of uh, it I don't like either
1: I <laughs> <laughs> in the supermarket you I mean, you can get some quite nice ones you don't have to you know do all that faffing about yourself you know there are some quite good ones but okay. you can get red cabbage ones you can get them with different herbs in um yeah and or, or kimchi or something it just gives it a nice it just gives your salad a bit more kick okay um, I'll try and then I just then I just chuck loads of whatever's in the fridge'll we'll just go in my salad
0: all right and then. My For dinner then, for dinner as well, then do you have like so you obviously prep your meals, you're very organized. Are you very organized for the week? Is that half the key of all of this?
1: Yeah, I think I mean it's gonna help, isn't it? I mean, I think it's planning, um, you know, or just having a vague idea. I mean, sometimes my meal plan isn't, you know, doesn't list every single thing. It'll just be, you know, chicken, salad, apple, you know, and then dinner, you know, tonight I'm having um salmon with stir fry um but you know they're, they're decent portions yes you know yeah. i'm not you know it's not just like a little tiny pile of edge it's like a great big massive pile of edge yeah. but just lots of healthy oils as well
0: and what about if you're going out for dinner and stuff do you allow yourself a little like yeah, um, yeah you're, you're good like that yeah so, yeah. You're not, so you're eating later or going out for dinner if someone says we're going out for dinner eight or something is that like does that mess up your kind of day do you think with your with your eating or do you feel that's fine every now and then fine
1: you know i think i think when when you find your groove um you can then you know you can be flexible <clears throat> but i think it's worth really focusing on your diet for you know two to three months and get some routine and bring in some new ideas and challenge the way you've always eaten and then you've got that opportunity to be more flexible yeah. so um on saturday i went up for a massive thai lunch Mm. Um, stuff myself silly <laughs> yeah yeah
0: sounds fabulous
1: <laughs> yeah so I'm, you know I'm, I'm not one of those like weird nutritionists that won't eat out and I mean I have been known to tip boxes of food to people's houses I'll admit that um but you know you've there's there's got to be some degree of flexibility but I think as well when you go through menopause I think your your view of your diet changed. or certainly my view of my diet has changed a lot because when I feel good I want to hold on to that right because I know what it's like to feel really rough and you know my my big thing oh my big menopause challenge is probably migraines oh, okay. just you know just a nightmare and but if I'm very 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 careful with my diet how I'm eating and I stick to my plan I do what you know everything that works I don't get the migraines but as soon as I sort of start going oh I'll just have that coffee or oh, I'll just have that ginormous muffin because it looks really nice or yep yeah, let's go and have those fish and chips for tea um it starts feeling it creeps back and I'm you know I'm busy I've got two young children I run my own business I work have other jobs I mean I'm spinning 500 million plates by the sounds of it um so I've got to feel well I've got yeah. to have a clear head I've got to be able to concentrate I have to be able to sleep. I have to be able to get up early for the kids. I've then got to be taxi driver after school. You know all the things that, you know, we all have to do. Um, And you know, eating well allows me to to function well.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, when women come to you are they, is there a one main thing that they have a problem with? Like you, I know you do, I think, is it a midsection? A midsection. Yeah. Over? So yes. tell, tell us about that. Is that about obviously women going through more belly fat and stuff like that? And they're finding it hard to shift. Is that what this program helps with? It
1: is. It is. Okay. And it was interesting. I mean, I've talked about migraines, but the other thing that I noticed with my menopause is that I've always been slim I mean I've been the same weight I think since I've been about 13 you know nothing's changed for me um but since going through menopause I noticed that I'd suddenly become skinny fat you know I was really slim but I just had this like great big muffin top I'm like oh my goodness where has this come from what's happened and it's a weird one you know because we can go into all the science of it and the you know our imbalances between our estrogen and our testosterone and the um our reduced ability to handle sugars you know there's all the scientific stuff we can talk about but when it happens to you you just sit there thinking well why me this is so unfair i'm doing everything right i'm exercising i'm I'm ticking all the boxes why do i still feel like this because it just makes you feel rubbish right. you know, especially when you just haven't had this before um and i suppose for, you know from from my angle i suppose i'm, I'm talking you know from a, a skinny fat point of view but then also We have women who have struggled with their weight in the past and they hit menopause and it just you know it just goes mad you know it's even worse um so i have put together a program which is menopause midsection makeover bit of a mouthful um but it's it is it's about teaching women how to eat better again for their for their bodies and what they need so it's based on um, a series of blood tests um, it's a diet personalized for you. And then, you know, we we coach you through that for for three months, really just to get you um, I suppose invested in your own health and engaged with the whole process and also to help you feel better, really, you know, and, and not just physically, mentally feeling better about about your body shape. And I think it's so easy to go through menopause and be told, well, you know, shit happens you know you're gonna put weight on around your tummy you know your metabolism changes or your metabolism slows down oh no no you can't do this but really there's no reason why you can't it just it's just a bit harder you know because our metabolism does change but it doesn't mean that you, you can't change it or or adapt to that or you know find ways that work for you
0: yeah, absolutely. So after three months, do you feel that most women have gotten into new eating habits? That everything is a lot, you know, it changes a lot for them. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think it's it's feeling that sense of control rather than feeling like the, the food is constantly controlling them. You right. know, and I think so many mixed messages. You know, don't eat gluten, don't eat dairy, don't eat this, don't eat that. Eat, you know, drink buckets of collagen drinks um you know do the zoe program don't do the zoe program yeah you know, i mean it's 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 the same messages that i hear from women over and over again you know okay. wondering what they can do and, ju- and just chasing the next solution but unfortunately a lot of those solutions just don't work
0: right so what are the most common signs i mean you also have an ebook i see as well on what to expect when you're going mm-hmm. to Right. So, what would you say to women listening at the moment? I mean, do you think ignorance is bliss? Obviously, probably not. You probably think, no, what's <laughs> no, ahead of you? I feel ignorance might be bliss with a lot of this. But anyway, yeah. I'm. I, <laughs> um, I, I see so many women going through hair issues. Obviously, a lot of hair issues are hormonal. You know what I mean? Even, you know, my first product line was with postpartum hair loss and that was obviously hormonal. And the next one is is, is for women going through perimenopause and menopause. So a lot of it is got to do with hormones. But what I say is, do you think, are there like a couple of things that you think everyone should know? I mean, if we are to say to your, your friend, what would you say? Well, this is, you know, this is what I really feel. Get yourself ready for.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think it's the, I'm, I'm trying to think about what women say to me. Um, Cause I think it's very easy to make it all about yourself, isn't it? Um, but I think in terms of the ladies I work with, it is the, it is the Tommy fat really, you know? And I think if you really work, you know, work on your sugar intake, your frequency of meals, you know all the things we've talked about, you know that can really help with that. Um, also the the energy fluctuations a lot of women complain to me about just feeling high as a cut at one moment and then right. flat as a pancake the next, you know and and that those changes in their energy and just feeling, just feeling burnt out.
0: yeah. Um, well, I think a lot of women when you when a lot of women get to even perimenopause, Or that menopausal stage they're going through so many other things in life usually they have got a family that they're looking after young children they also possibly have parents that are getting older and then they've got the stresses of work and everything else that you're trying to juggle on top of it and i think a lot of women get very depressed to be honest with you with the change in their body and really not knowing how to cope with everything so i think having someone like yourself to talk to and talk about Mm -hmm. your diet and 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 really to change the way you look at things I think is actually very very important I thought it was very mm-hmm. fascinating when I came across your Instagram um and also you know you work obviously with a lot of supplements so on the supplement front I mean obviously with hair there's a huge buzzword with biotin and things like that and I'm mm-hmm. I'm always quite against when someone comes to me with hair issues straight away I will always get their blood work done first because I feel like I would never suggest someone take supplements when I don't, like people are iron. I have to take iron because obviously my hair is weak. I need to take iron. But sometimes Mm -hmm. you have too much iron and you need to know where you stand first of all. You need to go to your GP, I always feel, and and get your blood work done. So would you feel similar before you recommend supplements or do you think there's something that everyone should take? Like vitamin D, obviously we can all- because we don't get enough sun here in Ireland or England really. Um, so are there certain things that you think like a multivitamin that's good or um, be- that you don't need to go and have blood work done that it's not going to affect you in any negative way?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've I, recently launched my own supplement with wow. um, a company called New Mind Wellness. And I suppose what, what I liked about their approach is that I got originally got involved with them because they have a stress response uh, sorry, stress support formula. And I was using it with a lot of my um menopausal clients, especially the perimenopausal ones, um, because it was an all-in-one you know solution for stress. Right. And they spoke to me earlier this year and said, look, we've noticed that a lot of our customers are actually menopausal. So, what can we do to, to tailor this more for them? So I worked with them, we've added an extra capsule into the formula, but the way that I work with supplements, and I completely agree with you. You know, getting your levels checked at the GP. You know, your iron, your vitamin D, B twelve. It's really important. Um, but I think, in in a general sense, you know, I I sort of don't like menopause supplements. I think that's why I, I wanted to make my own, because they're full of things that many women just don't need. So they've, you know, they very often have things like sage in. The research is hopeless around sage and menopause. Black cohort, again, not very good research. I think phytoestrogens can be helpful in some cases, for some women, some of the time. Um, I mean, the list goes on, but I think the very menopause-specific ingredients, especially the herbals, just don't work very well in practice. Um, and the research is really questionable. And so what I want to do is create a product that really looked at the foundations of menopause. So blood sugar, which we've mentioned, stress, which we've mentioned, and also inflammation, which can be, you know, another thing that that builds up around menopause. So the ingredients are all about supporting those areas, which I think are are common to most women, you know, whether they're in perimenopause or even they're postmenopausal. Um, So within within New Mind, there's a little sachet and you get magnesium, which is great for stress, muscles, relaxation, and loads of other things. Adaptogens, which um, are herbal support for stress, um, and also some flower remedies as well, which are very calming. Um, there's a multi in there, which contain vitamin D, really important. B complex, great for stress, energy, and vitamin C, you know, all the usual suspects. And then the menopause capsule has got some really, really special ingredients in it. So we've got saffron, which is brilliant for your mental health, it's very calming. Um, it's maybe possible to have some links with hot flushes and menopause symptoms, um, but also lots of ingredients about um, supporting blood sugar response. So, chromium, okay. alpha lipoic acid, um, antioxidants, which we need lots of in menopause, um, and, sp- and aging as well. You know, we hate to say that, but you know, down to aging as well. Um, but it is just a one stop shop. For menopause, and you can take with HRT, without HRT. Um, there are very few medi- very few medications that um, react to it. Um, but what I'll do is I'll, I'll send you a voucher, uh, not voucher, a code. So if you wanted to share that with with um, anyone listening, I'm sure that
0: would
1: Yeah, absolutely. Twenty off, um, yes. and we ship anywhere. We ship anywhere, so that's not a problem.
0: Okay, perfect. That's good. Um, be
1: but I think But I think in terms of supplements. Um, question: What you're buying? You know, what what are the ingredients going to do? What what are the claims? What are the promises? What are my individual symptoms? You know, are they hot flushes? Is it anxiety? Is it joint pains? Um, you know, not being able to sleep. You know, you, you have to think about why you're taking a menopause supplement because many of them are just full of herbs that haven't got very good research around them. Yeah. Um, so my view in supplements is to work big picture. So looking at those foundations and supporting that, rather than going in with individual ingredients for individual supplements, because that's never going to help your menopause. It's like diet. You know, it's it's mad to think you can eat more of one certain food to support your menopause. I mean, you'd send yourself mad. You know, you're much better. You're much better off having like a you know a generally good um, diet. You know, loosely raised based around menopause. Um, get my words out, loosely based around the Mediterranean diet, so lots of protein, healthy fats, vitamins, minerals, fiber, antioxidants, leave your five hours between meals, drink plenty of water, exercise, and you know, you can't really go wrong. well Well, you can and when it goes wrong you can come to me and I can (laughs) sort you out but generally
0: speaking anyone listening goes wrong go over to Charlotte and she will sort it out. (laughs) Charlotte let's talk about obviously it's hair with Claire so let's talk about hair a little bit um so you have curly hair you've told me so what do you I mean when women come to you do you do the stress I find the stress causes that's Mm. really the biggest thing I think that affects patients that come to me and women that get in touch obviously hormonal as well but stress I mean the world is so stressful at the moment so with you have you ever had any hair issues or is it just that the humidity has your hair out here is (laughs) it only hair issue that you've had
1: Yeah, I uh, went to Mexico on holiday in the summer, and I had big hair for a week.
0: Lovely, um, Monica. Did you ever see that one of Friends? Yes. Where she goes, yes. Yeah, it's <laughs> in it Hawaii, and she goes, "Actually, it looks pretty fab." And she goes hey, <laughs> hey, the whole time. Sometimes it's good to embrace that. I mean, you know, sometimes yeah. it's good to kind of embrace the curly, you know, the whole curly thing, right? Because I, yeah. I don't do it enough, I don't do it enough, and I should do it more. But so that's your only thing. You've never suffered with your hair in any other way.
1: I mean, I, I I think when I straight after my hysterectomy, um, I had I had quite a lot of hair loss. Yes. Um, and it was it was terrifying. I thought, oh my god, I'm gonna go bald. What am I gonna do? I'm losing yeah. all my hair. I mean, it's complete overreaction because you know I had I had plenty I had plenty of hair to start with. But I did notice just at the front there, just looking really sort of thin. I remember going to the hairdressers, and you know when you they sort of pull your hair up when they're drying it, and you kind of see through your hair. Oh my goodness, I can see my scalp. Where's it all gone? <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I was just being overdramatic, perhaps.
0: Um, no, but it, I don't think it, so. I don't think you're being overdramatic because it's, it's it, did, it happens to so many women, particularly after not just feel it did just
1: feel thinner. I mean, I've got I've got really I suppose I've got really fine hair, and it's wavy on top, um, so. You know when it is straight it actually feels really thin I feel like I don't have a lot of hair and yeah. then when it kind of like fluffs up again I'm like okay that's fine it's fine yeah um but yeah it was just it was just it it was thinning and it was a lot drier I think yeah. um but I think but again it's as I said you know it took me about three years to get my HRT sorted and it's probably taken three years my hair to get its groove back again
0: yeah well, um, it just affected. I mean, on any kind of operation, even going under anesthetic, effects, your yeah, hair. Yeah. A couple of months later, it won't it won't happen straight away, but it, it's it's that shock to your system. It always happens about four or five months after something very Mm. significant like that and then it takes another probably six months to get back but if you are trying to sort out an underlying problem like your HRT and trying to sort out things Mm. like that it will really take until you've sorted that out for your hair to get back to normal it's really like your skin everything else so it affects everything um but I do think that with curly hair is very in at the moment so I feel like you do need to embrace that Charlotte if you're you know. Maybe maybe get away from the, the the other kind of smoothing it out if you don't like it so much and embrace the curly hair.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, think, I think most photos of me on, on Instagram have either got my hair out or it's tied up. Where it's, at, I think, you know how you see those girls with really, really beautiful, thick, thick curly hair and have those lovely coils and curls. Um, Mine always, I always look like, as this friend said this to me, she said, you look like the love child of Hagrid and Hermione. On a night out, i was like, there you go. I'm not not quite sure what to say about that. But I when I get from in the morning, I'm like, you said oh that God. was a friend said that, Charlotte. That was a friend. That was a friend. <laughs> but you know what? She's sort of onto something because I looked in the mirror like, yeah, that's about right. So it's usually a bit crazy. So
0: um, you use products though in your hair, like when you're leaving it to curl do You use anything like a serum or anything? Yeah, you do. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, but I've got. I think because because my hair is very fine, I've got to be careful because all of the curly hair products are just too heavy.
0: I'll have to develop one for you yeah. yeah I'll have to <laughs> be I'll be it me. natural and light uh, yeah. I'll work on my own hair first I'll have like yes. and then I'll, and then I'll send it over to you right that's I'll, that's something in the making um, excellent <laughs> down below. I'm, I'm
1: dying for someone to create something for fit th- not thin but fine fine wavy hair okay. rather than you know all the, all the curly products and you, you, you put it on it's like my hair's gone kind of like weirdly straight and this meant to make my hair curlier
0: hmm. yeah or crispy I find that a lot of make hair crispy you know like they, they dry like hard little hard yeah. which isn't very nice because you want to have that fabulous flowing locks um, and yeah. so that's something I have to work on for you tell us also you do you also train um other nutritionists as well in this area is that something that you do yeah so I've got um
1: my menopause mastery membership more m's more of a mouthful um and it's a training and uh, mentoring space for the practitioners so it can be anyone you know not just nutritionists we've got coaches in there health coaches uh we've got some doctors nurses osteopaths acupuncturists you know we've got a really good range of, of people in there um so we have different webinars um on different subjects we have guest speakers networking, um, a lot of discussion online, We've got a really lively Facebook group. Um, and it's just, it's just a really fun space, you know, and, you know, it, it's not really expensive. You know, I didn't want it to be prohibitively expensive for, you know, your average practitioner who, you know, is everyone's struggling at the moment, um, you know, with, with all the, you know, living cost, of, I couldn't get that or cost of living, living, cost of living crisis. Um, well, that must be like some kind of my brain trying to make me not say that
0: yeah you're um, blocking it yeah so it's
1: just trying to be inclusive to, to everyone so it's quite affordable and there's loads of resources and it's hopefully a nice supportive space for everyone involved um
0: well, good. just so they can check all that out so are you yeah. busy this month because it's world menopause month and obviously the 18th of yes. october is international menopause day so have you anything lined up for this month have you anything that you're going to be
1: Yeah, so I'm going to do a giveaway um, of New Mind Wellness with some other goodies. So we're going to make a nice little menopause hamper. Um, So that's coming over the next week or so. Um, Also got some lives coming up. In fact, I can't really remember. There's quite a lot of stuff coming up, um, but I can't remember what it is.
0: Okay, um fine. But no, keep up with you on your Instagram anyway yeah right? it, it'll be on there I mean I think
1: my my Instagram knows more what I'm doing than I do myself so uh, a sad sad um state to be in
0: <laughs> so I'm going to go back now from this and I'm going to make sure I'm even five hours between my meals and yes. and I'm going to get better, even healthier so the next time that we talk I'll be just like wow Charlotte, I'm not snacking i know porridge, obviously. Well, I don't no like porridge. porridge. That's not going to be a problem for me at all. But tell me this. I ask everyone when I'm wrapping up my little chat. Do you have a hair personality? Because I, I kind of believe that everyone has a hair personality. Maybe different ones at different times in their lives. So right now, have you got like, what is your hair personality, Charlotte? I would say
1: it is... I think just go with the flow you know okay. just don't stress too much you know mm-hmm. just let things let things be just go with go things yeah just take things as they come not get too stressed and I think that's kind of like what my hair's like you know I just let it do its thing okay. and I think I do that in life as well
0: well that's that's so a
1: cool. quite I'm quite well aligned with my hair at the moment, I think.
0: <laughs> I like that, aligned with your hair. I do like that. Yeah. We all need to be more aligned with our hair, although I don't know what that would say, <laughs> me because I change it every day. But anyway, but it's been so nice to talk to you. Can you tell everyone where they can find you, what platform you're on, what your handler is on Instagram?
1: Yes, so I'm on uh, Instagram. I'm a menopause nutritionist. So that's nice and easy. And my website is charlottehuntednutrition.co.uk
0: amazing charlotte thank you so much for coming on i'm going to be changing all my ways We're probably going to have so many questions about this but i will be putting all your information up as well so everyone will be able to get in touch with you and i hope you have a fabulous hair day and i look forward to talking to you soon thanks so much thank you